Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, spring, and welcome, listeners. Coming to you from Wider Circle Studios in the back corner of my temple in fabulous Flint, Michigan. Hi, I'm Jack, and you're listening to Wider Circles, a pagan variety podcast. Just as the name implies, my aim is to bring you content, always with community, caring, and connection at the center, that informs and entertains with our focus on all things that intersect with the pagan worldview. Welcome to the premiere episode of Season 2. Welcome, Spring! On this episode, I'll sit down for a chat with James Two Snakes Stovall, also known as the Spiritual Dad. We'll hear a beautiful and seasonally appropriate witchy song called Elements, written and performed by Melissa Welsh. And I'm not sure what's gotten into me, but you'll also hear my debut as a vocalist as I perform a chant called We Are One with the Infinite Sun. Although the recording is all original, performed and recorded by me, I do not own the rights, nor did I write the chant. It's something that I picked up along the way from Selena Fox, and she has recently stated that she doesn't know exactly who to credit for it, and she's been using the chant for 40 years. I hope that you enjoy. Wider Circles is always looking for guest contributors on all of the topics. If you have an idea and you would like to be a part of the podcast, please send an email to widercirclespodcast at gmail.com. Stay connected with Wider Circles on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash widercirclespodcast. And now, with no further delays, here's our show. Welcome to the circle. We are one with the infinite sun forever and ever and ever. We are one with the infinite sun. Welcome with me to Wider Circles, the second season, first episode, Jim Two Snakes. Um, James, welcome to the show. Uh, Jim is a spiritual advisor who's been trained in a Peruvian shamanic lineage. His Patreon service offers group and one-on-one spiritual services and support for seekers on all paths. Welcome, Jim. Hi, nice to be here. Yes, I, I should have used your full name too, James Stovall. Um, yep. But <clears throat> there we are. Commonly found online is Jim Two Snakes. That's the easiest yes, way to find me. Exactly. Um, so, how's everything going with you? Fantastic. How about yourself? Things are going well. Things are looking up. 
doing really well. It's an extremely windy day today. You can I probably know, hear right? that. Yeah, you can probably hear that in the background. Um, if people have really sensitive uh, headphones, they might hear my chickens outside. I think I have a hen laying right now because I heard some balking a few minutes ago. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Okay, we might have live updates. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's get into this. Um, what's keeping you busy these days? Oh my gosh. Um, there's a lot. Um, I am one of the co-hosts of a podcast around Grandfather Fire, and we spend a lot of time interviewing some really amazing people and having a lot of background there. I have a spiritual mentoring and coaching service, as you mentioned, and I work a full-time and a part-time job. Plus I have a family and as aforementioned, I have a few farm animals and yeah, it's a busy life. Right. Right. Um, and right off, I'm going to point out that you've neglected to mention your TikTok. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I spend way too much time. So I'm one of the casualties of the pandemic. I, my, my youngest daughter kept showing me videos and I'm like, Oh, those are kind of funny. And so I downloaded the app, you know, I was quarantined, I was at home, it was, it was, la it was exactly almost a year ago when we were snowed in, both jobs had me at home, I'll just download the app so I can watch the videos directly. And then I've made a couple. And yeah, I spend way too much time <laughs> on that silly app now. But uh, I, I'm trying to wean myself off of it and make it less of a habit, but it is kind of fun. And I personally uh, appreciate the content that you put up. Um, I did not realize that they were um, puppets that you put on a puppet show, but I did see oh, sometimes. The, <laughs> yeah, I did see the most powerful and magical word. Yeah, um, yeah. And I really appreciated that. Um, you know, because uh, boundaries and all that. I'm right, not going to. Exactly. I'm not going to do a spoiler. I'm not going to do the big reveal here, but. Um, <laughs> But if no, you're on it, TikTok, it, you should follow him. I do have a lot of fun. I, I'm not like, I, I am not the youthful, attractive person. I'm not the typical demographic. So I don't have these. I mean, there's one person that uh, on Witch Talk that has over a million followers, which I'm so impressed by. Uh, but I try really hard to curate who I follow. So I only have hmm, 400 and some odd accounts that I follow and they follow me back. And what makes me happy is that I'm able to be connected to some of the largest creators on the app. And I might be one of only a few hundred people that they're following, which says to me that I'm lending some credibility, <clears throat> excuse me, credibility, um, content that matters to them and giving the kind of support that they need, because it's in some ways it's not about me. It, it's, you know, this is my life's mission is to see how I can support other people. So that's just kind of an extension of that. I like being able to support some of these larger creators in, in their mission of reaching a wider audience. Right. Right. And you are one of my, um, especially out of the content creators that I actually know, you're one of the people that I, um, you and Sarenth, uh, uh, no coincidence that you have a podcast together or anything, um, or that you've both been guests now on the show. So, no. um, shocking coincidence. Ah. <laughs> uh, why don't we talk a little bit about um, your Patreon and a little bit about Spiritual Dad? Sure. So, the Patreon, um, you can find it, jimtwostakes.net is probably the easiest way to find it. It's a Patreon called Spiritual Dad. And the idea was just what I said before, that it's it's there to support other people. So all my years through the community, there's been times when I've been in the limelight, but I find myself much happier uplifting other people. And so I decided to become the kind of spiritual mentor that I wished I had when I was younger and sometimes still to this day, to be honest with you. And, and that's not, it's, it's free of any sort of hierarchy or of uh, a specific path or tradition. What I do with my, my Patreon is basically be there to mentally support you, encourage you, help you to ask questions and encourage your growth and I'll help 
you find resources, but I'm not there to teach you directly. I'm there to support, which I'm finding in an age where there's a ton of information. You can find so much information online. People need that sort of mentorship more than they need a direct teacher a lot of times. The information is there, especially for all these various paths and traditions, but a lot of times what you need is somebody to kind of go, have you thought about it this way? Maybe this is a good idea. Perhaps this is the next step that you should look at. That kind of, and accountability is a huge part of it too. Like it's, it's one thing to study on your own or even with a group. I've got a couple of, of group leaders that, that subscribe to me and the, uh, it's nice to have an outside voice to kind of say, oh, once a month, you know that I'm gonna be calling you. And so what have I done? Where's my accountability? What projects have I worked on? What actual time have I put forward? And that's that's a huge step for a lot of people. Right. And I know personally, um, I'll give a, a brief testimonial, but I've, I've found your assistance navigating some of the challenges that I've been ha having to be quite instrumental. So um, and I won't unpack or go into detail, but um, yeah. yeah, you've been very helpful. So. And the, I appreciate the reason you. I did it with a Patreon too is because it allows people to move up and down those tiers. So at a higher level tiers, you're, you're getting a reading from me and, and weekly phone calls. Other people only get a monthly or a bi-weekly phone call. And then you might decide, I don't need a ton of support. So at the lowest level tier, you're just, you're part of my uh, Discord community. I have access to all the things I post there and, and chat and conversation there. And a weekly tarot card reading that I do for the entire group. So you might ease into it slowly or you might back out of it. It's only there for as long as you need it. Right, right. Yeah, it's very flexible. Um, so how about we uh, talk a little bit about your uh, origin story? What does that sure. look like? Whatever you want to <laughs> share with us. Um, well, I, I guess there's a couple different ways to look at it. So I'll, I'll, I'll perhaps start with the, the younger version. Um, I've always been interested in magic and, and stuff like that. And it started when I was a kid, you know, you're, you're into the, the Lord of the Rings and comic books, Doctor Strange, Thor, all that sort of thing. And, um, and that just kind of led down a path of curiosity. And then the animistic part started around that same point in time. I remember really vividly during uh, my younger years when I would go outside and talk to thunderstorms and see if I could get lightning to go in certain patterns or places. Um, and even a lot of what I thought were childhood imaginary friends turned out later to be animistic spiritual connections. So that was really interesting to discover later in life. And as I, as I grew and I matured, I started getting into books and finding the different books and sources that I could. And, and that's kind of like the younger years. My, my path that I'm on right now with the, the Peruvian spirituality really started a few years after I graduated high school and was hanging out on AOL chat rooms. For those of you who are old enough to remember the AOL chat room days. <laughs> Way back. Um, and I used to answer a lot of questions about witchcraft. And I was, you know, one of the more patient ones with the younger kids that were just exploring. And, and um, even though it seemed like it was the same question over and over again, I'd always try to answer and be nice and generous with the, the people who were seeking because they were seeking happened to find another person that had a similar screen name. That's actually where Jim Two Snakes comes from. That was my old AOL screen name. And um, another person had a similar, it was Snake Willow. And come to find out that she lives in the Ann Arbor area and has been to Peru and has learned all this spirituality down there. That's my mentor, Mateo. And until... I came along, she had never taught anybody. And I promptly began to bother her for months on end until I became her first student. And it's kind of, that's where I've been ever since is, is rolling along that path. Mm. Mm. Very good, thank you. The power of stubbornness. <laughs> the power of stubbornness, right? Persistence, also known as. <laughs> um, well, I guess, so, what is one thing that you wish you would have known at the beginning of your spiritual path? 
I honestly, and I don't know if this is going to seem weird to some people or not, but I wish that I had had the wherewithal to pursue some of my 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 thoughts when I was uh, graduating high school, early career in college, and gone into therapy and counseling. Mm. I really wish that I had followed that a little bit more because I think there's such a need for that in our community with professional therapists and counselors. And that is so much of what my path is anyway. So the, the what I wish I know actually doesn't have to necessarily do with paganism at all or with animism or any of those things. It's, it's actually wishing that I had spent more time getting some sort of degree in therapy or counseling or something like that. So I could have, I could use that as well. Yeah. Words of encouragement. It's not too late. Um, <laughs> there we are. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what have been the res the best resources that you've come across throughout your life that have helped you along your way? Well, um, so I think, you know, I've been doing this for a little while. So it's funny, interesting to me is that how the resources have changed so much over the mm -hmm. years. Um, when I was first getting started, like my first book was literally a book on witchcraft that was from my middle school library that was essentially Christian pop propaganda. But that was enough. It got me started. My first books were mail order books from a publishing house in New York. And I had to, I had to figure out a way to get a, a money order and explain to my mom that I needed one, but not tell her exactly what I was buying and mail off for it and get these books back and uh, uh, study those. And, you know, and then, you know, the internet came along and now there's YouTube videos and podcasts and everything else. And I think the interesting thing to me is how the information has changed so much. I really enjoy podcasts and videos because I have a certain level of difficulty concentrating on, and this is why I don't have that degree, <laughs> on, on <laughs> academic type texts. Mm, okay. I am fantastic at stories. And I think that's also part of why I was attracted to shamanic sort of spirituality because it's so story based. And um, so I do really well with stories, but academic or, or texts, I, I admit to struggle with a little Not bit. your strong suit, right? Yep. <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, and you found your niche. You're good at what you do, so... Um, you know, I think, I think that's an important thing. Like it doesn't matter. Nobody has to have exactly my path or anything or yours or anybody else's. Right. One of the biggest compliments I think I ever got was in a ritual space. And somebody said that I was really good at being me. I think mm. that's really important. And it was a huge compliment because yeah. there's something to be said about not worrying about what your limitations are and what how you compare to other people. There's something really powerful there about knowing who you are, knowing what aspects can change, working for the better, but really just having a deep sense of knowing. I think that's hugely powerful in, in a ritual space. Right, right. There's a lot of truth in that. Um, I also wanted to go back, you had stated back in the AOL days, um, mm -hmm when you would be there and you'd basically be one of the people that were at the entry point for some people. And that can mean all the world uh, to where a person goes on their spiritual path. Oh yeah. Definitely. If they've got that crotchety crankety person who should not be standing there, even greeting people who are newly stumbling across the path and they are, and, and they think that they're really high up on their, on their mountain, on their spiritual mountain, when in reality, if they were, they would recognize that, you know, it's not that they don't have the patience for it. That's not the issue. It's the fact that they mm -hmm. don't recognize that they need to back away and just stay away yep. from those spaces, keep their mouths shut. Um, you know, that's a, it's a really interesting sea change there um, to a large degree, because back mm -hmm. in the AOL days, there were a few people that were ornery and grouchy. And so that's why I went out of my way to make sure that I was, I was really introducing people well to their and answering their questions. Well, yes. Contrast that now to the aforementioned TikTok, TikTok, YouTube, so many other channels mm -hmm. are now outrage marketing. 
So the people with some of the largest followings are absolutely crappy to their followers and have a ton of really bad information, but they're really fantastic at generating that outrage that gets them a large following. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Largely personalities. Uh, yeah, honestly. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and it's weird to me that there's people that would rather be on the quote unquote cutting edge of following someone who is gruff and and you know because they're gritty and they're realistic. But if you listen to what they're saying, no, they're really not very good at what they do. They're very they're not really realistic and they're they're terrible role model to follow. It's the Rick and Morty right. situation. Right. <laughs> It's where Rick, you know, Rick's supposed to be a cautionary tale. He's not supposed to be something to aspire to, but people forget that. <laughs> it's a role model. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what have you read or listened to lately that has inspired you? Wow. There's, um, like I said, I'm very story based. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the ones that I'll always keep returning to is um terry pratchett Mm -hmm. i think terry pratchett had an amazing understanding of not only humanity but of the occult world and it it cracks me up by how much he knew about how not only just witches and pagans but how deity seems to operate the the sarcastic nature of it and deity's limitations and everything else i think i think that was really funny and then one that i read lately is uh, it's called trail of lightning and i can see it up on my bookshelf but i can't remember the author's name but that was it was one of those uh, um dark future scenario books which are which are very popular but this one was written by a native american author and it's set on a reservation or what was a reservation which is now returned to the people so that was a really neat thing to read because it's a different spin on a story that we're really familiar with right Hmm. i'll have to put that on my list wonder if there's an audio edition Um, I, how about, I, I, I know you listen to podcasts and stuff too. Do you have anything you want to mm-hmm. throw out there? I mean, besides yours, I mean, you can, <laughs> plug yours. you can plug yours for sure, but. Um, obviously, uh, uh, in the pagan world, I, I like, like wider circles. Um, and obviously, uh, I think three pagans and a cat is one of my favorites because it's such a good source of information on all kinds of different topics. And, and they come at it from those different perspectives, which I appreciated a lot outside of the pagan world i really like uh two series uh one is called uh, behind the bastards and the other one is our fake history i love both of those because they they tear down so much of what we think is going on in society and some very fantastic episodes on who built the pyramids Spoiler, it wasn't aliens. Um, <laughs> how terrible <laughs> Madame Blavatsky was in some ways and how Blavatsky's uh, uh, white supremacy still permeates so many aspects of paganism and the occult and just things like that. I, I, I love because it gets you to kind of look at your preconceptions about historical figures and events and, and figure out what's really going on. Mm, right putting those on my list i think these these yeah. are the reasons i ask these questions so i can build my <laughs> list <laughs> things to there's listen also to. one i've been listening to lately it uh which is kind of interesting it's called conspirituality and it is uh people some of them uh, i think some of them are former atheists and uh, they talk about spirituality a lot especially how uh yoga and wellness were kind of taken over by the q space mm, and mm-hmm. um they talk a lot about the, some of the misconceptions, the horribleness that is Gwyneth Paltrow and group, Uh, but they do it from a very (laughs) academic sort of background. So they're very well thought out. Um, It can be a little dry sometimes, but there's a ton of good information in that one too, conspirituality. Okay. Very good. Yeah. And I consume podcasts for many different reasons, some for pure entertainment value and some, cause what I'm a sponge. (laughs) <laughs> exactly um okay so 
who are the three people who have been the most influential to you? Hmm. So, such a big list right. in some ways that it's hard to narrow down. So I'm gonna, the, the obvious one first is gonna be Mateo. Mateo Empey, my mm -hmm. teacher, my mentor, my friend. Uh, she had so much to do to introducing me to my path and the way I thought about things and her background went way before the Peruvian Caro spirituality. She had a lot of background in, in uh, the occult and metaphysics. And so her influence on, on my practice is huge. Um, my wife is a huge one because uh, Spider, she, she keeps me grounded keeps me from because I've got a tendency to become very emotional and to fly <laughs> off into space with these ideas and and she's very good she's a Virgo she keeps me grounded she takes care of the details and um, phenomenal knowledge of the tarot and a few other topics so um, she's she's a huge influence on my life and um, I'm actually going to go with my father and not not for the reason that a lot of people might think he was an extremely kind man in a lot of regards, don't get me wrong. But uh, there was a long time that he was estranged from me. He battled addiction. He died from that addiction. Uh, Vietnam veteran that saw some horrible things that, that really scarred him. And so he's a huge influence because I can look at the traits in him that I admire and keep those and then also look at what struggles he had and how I can apply those to making myself better, how I can apply those to helping other people. So not, not, not the super shiny positive reason. It was, it's actually because some of the, the harsher things that happened to him that he's a, right. a major influence. Right. But that's, that's real. And that's, that's, you know, full circle and the spectrum. So, I mean, yeah, there we are. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where you, 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 there are people that you take after. And my father is definitely one of those for me. And, and so it's always a constant uh, challenge to think about that in those perspectives. So, you know, for example, uh, I said he was an addict, he was an alcoholic. And so I had to do he never went through the process. He never went through any steps program. It, it claimed his life. And, but I can spend that time in myself thinking about how to forgive other people for things that they've right. done to you while still simultaneously not approving of what they did and also not welcoming that back into your life. There's like this, this perfecta of being able to say, no, this isn't acceptable you did this to me and it's wrong, but internally, I do not have to continue to hate you over what you've done. I don't have to accept it, but I don't have to hate you over it either. And I think that's a really powerful place to come from. Right. Not knowing when to not feed that energy um, towards yeah, exactly. that situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that can be challenging sometimes. And I mean, you found the medicine and all of that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I know a lot of people that have struggled with addiction in their families and, and even in my own part, you know, in my younger days, there were times that I had to step back and go, um, Hey, dummy <laughs> addiction <laughs> runs in your family. What the hell are you doing? And that was a real thing that I could use to, to make my life better. So. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So, uh, best tip for making the world a better place. Ooh, too big, too big. <laughs> um, so a statement, another statement that, that was made of me once that I appreciate a lot. And I think it has a lot of applications is he's not nice, but he's kind. And I appreciated that a lot because I don't think, I don't think, uh, uh, being nice is a weakness by any means, but I think there are people that you don't get along with, that you're not going to agree with. Um, but even then in those circumstances, I can manage to be polite and kind. And I think that's something that our society could probably use a little bit more of. Now, obviously there's limits because there's people that are coming after rights and, and, 
people's happiness and ability to live and things like that. So I'm not saying we're just going to be happy and look the other way because that's my privilege. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that a lot of times, even in those confrontations where there's a potential we can change their point of view, you have to do that with a certain level of politeness or you're never going to reach them. Right. Um, and, you know, one one thing that uh, I've been talking about lately is, um, and it, it comes from Brene Brown, and it's talking mm -hmm. about shame is never an effective tool for change, for social, for change in society, for social mm -hmm. justice change. Because once, once you go at somebody uh, and shame them, whether you're talking about racism and coming at somebody calling them a racist, you're coming at them shaming them with that. Um, right. And at that point in time, productive conversation is going to shut down um, yeah. and, and we're I, never going to have wonder, a positive. Mm -hmm. I would wonder, is that, um, is that true of, uh, of group situations, but not one-on-one -on -one in the sense that mm. if I could, if I was with somebody one-on-one -on, -one on a one-on-one -on -one conversation, there might be some level of shame that could be effective if the mm -hmm. situation's right. But as soon as they have a larger group of peers to fall back on that all echo that bad thought process, all the shame is going to do is reinforce their connection to that other peer group. It's certainly worth unpacking and exploring. Yeah. Um, but I know like personally in my body and I, I know because mm. I'm mindful and I will breathe into it. So when I feel shame coming on, I know that there's work to be done there. But I also know that when I feel somebody's coming at me intentionally shaming, I know, mm. I know what, it, what, is happening in the body right sure um, yeah and and you you tend to start closing down and yeah exactly you get defensive and, you close yeah, off right right so that's what i've been exploring lately as to what what is the i mean because we can't just walk up and hug everybody and go this is what it is <laughs> that's not gonna that's not gonna that's get true. us where we yep. where we want to be but um you know it that's why it's all malleable to spectrum um but it's I, think, I think it's, it's something to be said, uh, you know, from what I what I would say that is good for changing the world is maybe just a little bit more kindness because. Correct. Um, yeah. I'm even 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 thinking about situations where my wife and I used to have a, a physical metaphysical store in downtown of the city that we live in and um, fairly conservative city. And so my goal was always not to hide what we were, but also to be really nice to the people around us mm -hmm. because in the future when they thought of pagans or wiccans or someone with alternative spirituality i wanted them to remember the kind nice person not someone that they needed to be afraid of right yeah exactly relatable look yeah human exactly. human human too yeah um not yep. cursing your flock. Wait, you don't have a flock. Yeah, you don't have yeah. a flock. Never mind. Um, well, and it was actually, we had a really good example of that one day. It was uh, the the store next to ours was an ice cream shop and it was an av evangelical Christian. And he was well known for uh, in between scoops of ice cream, delivering what he considered God's message. And mm -hmm. um, so very evangelical. And for the longest time with his shop right next to ours, there was a little bit of tension on his part. He didn't like us being there. He was, he was upset that we were there, but he kind of got used to us and, and, and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, she'd have the occasional interaction, that sort of thing. And as time went on, he, he moved on to other things. He closed down his ice cream parlor. He moved on. Well, one day we're, we're standing there at the counter and who comes in, but this ice cream shop owner and another younger gentleman. The younger gentleman turned out to be his nephew. His nephew had an interest in tarot cards. He knew from being next to us all those years that if anybody was going to give his nephew the straight truth on how to use these properly, it was us. So he brought his nephew to us. Wow. Wow. Look, you would and still I think, trust across the, I, I hate to say across the aisle, but that right. is kind of, yeah. But I think that's where the kindness comes into play. Agreed. Agreed. Show your authentic, genuine, and and, and that kindness. Um, yeah, exactly. And, 
And I think a lot of that, like I was thinking about it. Um, I think one of the things that I've come up with with approaching like um, all of that instead of shaming and guilting is maybe approaching people's implicit biases with curiosity mm-hmm. um, and, and asking the questions instead of doing the charge. Um, right. And actually when doing that being open and a lot of it's painful because uh, uh, being somebody who's um, gender fluid and gay and disabled and, you know, I, I got this list of things. It's, it is, it's a struggle. It's, yeah. um, it's a struggle to keep patience with people's um, bullshit. <laughs> yeah yeah and it's not always going to work it's not like there's a magic and switch not. and all of a sudden they're going to stop right. hating you or whatever or stop nope. doing horrible things but it's no. uh it's one of those uh i think uh, uh water of kindness uh eroding away at hard hearts yes yeah i it's that it's the more subtle the more you like uh push the harder you push something the more it pushes back the more yeah, subtle exactly. that you do it the more effective it is that works yep. in and body massage healing and work things like that and with the mind and um probably with our personal interpersonal um relationships too i think so uh, so let me see what is your favorite word <laughs> that one is actually a little bit easier Mm-hmm. Aini. Aini is a Quechua word that means reciprocity, sacred reciprocity. It's the, the duty of all beings to have Aini, to have reciprocity mm-hmm. and balance with all things. What gives to me, I give to them. What I give to them comes back to me. It's that way of finding balance in the world. And it's, it's obvious, it's easily my favorite word because it's such a simple word that has such huge ramifications Mm, yeah that's good thank you um yeah wow that's deep i i was waiting for it to be like like your favorite food or something um uh, no that's awesome i like that uh okay so i i already have some ideas here what's the answer of this question might be because you've already touched on some comic book stuff but Mm -hmm. what do you geek out over oh yeah uh there's there's you know obviously comic books is a big one uh, in marvel movies marvel cinematic universe uh my my kids and i we all devour uh movies and 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 media but especially my son has a really fun tiktok and youtube series reviewing movies and one of our biggest joys used to be coming out of the new new release and that that car ride home we got like 20 minutes and we just dissected every little portion <laughs> of the movie it was always a lot of fun um yeah, comic books. And I think the one that might surprise some people, probably not a huge amount if they listen to my my podcast at all. Um, I actually like pro wrestling. Pro wrestling is one of my one of my uh, fun little things. It's not something that I'm consistently watching, but it is a nice little escape. It's your simple good guy versus bad guy storylines occasionally Mm -hmm. with a little bit something interesting uh, about society or something else thrown into the mix that's resolved by the good old drop kick (laughs) (laughs) it's it's very cut and dry it's very cut and dry um what are you not very good at oh sorry not oh go ahead uh uh what am i not very good at i think the aforementioned um some of the academic studies i'm not really good at doing that mm-hmm. reading um i i am horrible at math math is just not me um artistic upbringing and yeah yeah right not, right um i'm really really horrible at that those are the big ones that come to mind i can think of okay um any funny stories that your family like to tell about you? Oh my God. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> one of the things, my, my funeral is going to be hours long and it's going to be nothing but stories <laughs> from my kids. I swear um, they're constantly bringing up stuff that I don't even remember doing, but um, one of my main propensities is I'm a wanderer and an explorer. And, and so that is something that I proudly inherit from both my, my father and my grandfather is that, that there is no path that is 
too scary to go down. We got to see what's down there. And um, that one, uh, my, my, my daughter tells a story of we were at a, a park we had never been at before for a family reunion. And I said, well, let's take a walk. She said, okay. And, and so we, we started to walk around the edge and there was some woods. And um, at one point in time, there was this little tiny trail that led off into the dark woods. And I looked over at her and she was already staring at me. She said, you know, you're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps saying I'll be the first one to die in any horror movie because I just can't keep myself out of situations like that. So <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> I do. I love doing that sort of stuff uh, mm -hmm. at my workplace. I happen to work in a really old building and I'm constantly asking my coworkers, did you notice this? Did you notice that? And they're like, we've never been in that room. How'd you even get in that room? And I'm like, well, if you go through this access panel and you do this and do that, you end up in this room over here. And look at this archway. This is probably used to be a doorway to a coal room. There was probably a furnace over here. And they're like, oh my God, what is going on here? But that that is completely me. There is, uh, if, there's, if there's a little place to explore like that, I want to do it. Mm. Yeah, we had an old high school that had all kinds of stuff going on in between floors from a previous era and things oh, that were no longer so cool. used. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> uh, one time I was in one of my classes and um, I think it was a biology class and we're sitting there and we heard a rumble above us and then a kid came through the ceiling. <laughs> part of the way through the ceiling. They were in the old gymnasium and part of the floor gave way and they came wow. through the ceiling. Yeah, it was a pretty funny, uh, it was uh, the highlight, I think, of that class. <laughs> um, let's see, uh, how about a self-care tip? Self-care tip? Um, well, I, I'm, I am a big fan of making sure that you actually get enough rest. Mm -hmm. And that can sometimes involve saying no. It can sometimes mean deciding to put down that phone and go to bed. It can sometimes just mean taking a day off from work in all aspects of our lives and including spirituality there is a pervasiveness that is brought on by this uh, Protestant and capitalistic mindset that says every moment has to be productive. And I'm right. telling you, it doesn't have to right. meet that standard. The most productive thing you might be able to do on a given day is to go sit underneath a, an apple tree for three or four hours and just do nothing. Like that actually be the most quote unquote productive thing that you can do. And I'm, I'm terrible at it, which is why it's probably my number one tip. I have to constantly remind myself not to accept new things, not to um, say yes to too many schedules and appointments. I have to constantly remind myself because these things are so interesting, right? right. There's so much interesting stuff out there in the world. It's hard <laughs> not to, to become wrapped up in yet another new thing. So I have to constantly remind myself to, to slow down, to be mindful, to get rid of those conceptions of what's productive. Right. Right. Because that productive, a lot of that's colonialist bullshit. Yeah. Um, and you know what? If, I, I'm telling you what, I'll tell, I'll challenge anybody out there. If you write down all the quote unquote productive stuff that you do in a given week and you go back and you really analyze how much of it made A, a positive impact in your life and B, wasn't just really busy work to begin with, you're going to be really scared. Yes, I would have been prior to my adventure into the underworld. Yes. Now, mm -hmm. actually, it's one of the things that keeps me going is checking yeah. my daily list of the things because I will end up at the end of the day thinking, what did I do with today? And so I need that list to go back and go, oh, yeah, sure. you did all of these things. And if I yeah. look back at the week, then I'm like, wow. But yeah. it doesn't just happen there. The shifts and changes have to consciously be made like you were talking about sleep. Um, and I'm earning the nickname very quickly of boundaries, bitch. And <laughs> one of the, yeah, one of the areas that's very important to me is my self-care and mm -hmm. sleep very specifically. 
um, a lot of healing to be done and a lot of healing happens in that time in our sleep time. So if we don't get that, then we're not, we're not giving our body what it needs. So I have very strong boundaries, not only with other people and using that powerful word, no, but also with myself, um, which a lot of people don't even think about boundary work with your own self. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, one of those things that, and I, I'm so guilty of this. I am so guilty. If there was stockades, I'd be the first one locked up, but <laughs> how many of us have bragged about how little sleep we've got because we're there. Mm -hmm. so, oh, I only slept four hours and then I went to work and I did this and I did that. And you really stop and think about that statement mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing if you're have a, you have a sleep cycle that naturally wakes you up after four hours, because that used to be before electric lights, that used to be really common. Sleep for four hours, wake up for an hour or two or read and do some quiet activities and go back yeah. to sleep for another couple hours. That used to be super common before electric lights. So that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is days and days on end of four hours sleep, five hours sleep, because you were working and then doing your sporting event and then you're doing this and then you were doing that and that, that illusion yeah. of productivity yes. is yes. really destructive. Yeah. 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 Giving yourself the bare minimum of sleep, bare minimum mm -hmm. of sleep. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I really myself know I was getting just a few months ago, just about an hour to two hours per night of sleep. And I know what that did to me mentally versus a right. uh, night of seven to nine hours of sleep. Um, Exhaustion, I think, counts for a lot more than we think it does, because when sure. you're exhausted, you make poorer decisions. Your yes. emotions are harder to manage. Yes. And I think that a lot of people forget, amongst all the other stuff that's going on with people, that sometimes that could be that could be just enough to tip you over to edge into some really bad territory mm -hmm. right right especially if that is in disarray your sleep schedule plus other elements of self-care like mm -hmm. some sort of meditative practice and yep. physical movement and different things like this yeah right mm. Yep. I had all of that going on so. <laughs> <laughs> well and even if I, I understand some people have issues. I, I, I'm not blaming right. anybody there. For sure. Scientifically, though, we can look at studies and say that, say, uh, having a certain amount of quiet time without any sort of input from from books, from from television or your phone or radio, especially, aren't as good as sleep, but they can make a huge difference. So if you're in a situation where maybe you do have trouble sleeping because of X, Y, and Z, spend a half hour with all these sources of media shut off and just quietly sit. And scientifically, that will do a huge amount for you. You have the ability to be adaptable, to decide what situations and, and, and treatments, what uh, solutions are going to be best for you. I'm just encouraging people to use those and not accept right. that you have to be right. in these situations. No. And if something doesn't work, um, like for me, there were many things that didn't work. Um, mm -hmm. meditation was very difficult, uh, to get back into panic attack, uh, ensued, yeah. but I worked and moved past that. Um, I, there's a lot of things and I plan to unpack more about this, uh, I'll call it an adventure, mm -hmm. a life-changing adventure that I've been on, um, probably in another episode, uh, especially if I'm going to continue to allude to it, but, um, well, you know, from, from working with me and, and even that before that, you've known me a number of years now, I am very solution oriented. Yes. I am not into victim blaming uh, because everybody's situation is different. And so right. if something that I say doesn't apply to you, it just simply doesn't apply right. to you. But my overall philosophy about spirituality should always be always, 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 always spirituality, your spiritual life should be making your life better, not more enriching, difficult. enriching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we are where we are. I think that's the mm -hmm. other piece. Like when people hear advice that doesn't quite fit, like if you're not to the point where you can meditate, that's, that's not where yeah. you are. And don't, don't exactly. beat up on yourself, pull back and find out where you are. 
Um, right. Maybe you're a person where careful stretching and calisthenics is better than meditating for where you are yes. right at that moment. Maybe yes. coloring in a coloring book is better for you right where you're at, at that moment. That's what I'm saying. Your Correct. spirituality should make your life better. It should enrich and, um, yeah. and, and, and not make your life more difficult. Right. Right. So, um, I've done all the questioning here. Um, <laughs> is there anything um, that I may have neglected to ask you during this time that you would have perhaps asked yourself? Hmm. That is actually a really challenging question, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, and it's more so to give you the opportunity to pull something out that you wanted to talk about that we haven't. Um, yeah. Um... Boy, nothing is really jumping to mind. So I'm going to have to okay. say no on that one okay. right now. Great. Well, I'll give you one more opportunity uh, for this piece. Is there anything that you have wanted to ask me personally that you've never had the chance? Hmm. You do well, seem like the talked, type that if you had a if you had a question, you would ask it. I think. <laughs> yeah, we well, we talk so often otherwise right. that right nothing's and, really jumping to mind for me for that one. I have to admit. And I was just on your podcast, so right, exactly. there's that too. We there's asked that. a lot of questions already. So. Right, episode sixty four. Um, <laughs> well, okay, which so I just is... I just for those who don't know. Um, has been out for a podcast for a while, but I just uploaded the audio to YouTube as well. So if you have had trouble finding it, you can search for Around Grandfather Fire on YouTube and you can have the audio there as well. That's good to know. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, well, and that actually brings us, we're, we're getting ready to close here. And I, I want to make sure that our listeners know how to keep in touch with you, how they can find you online. Yeah. Um, so pretty much anywhere you look for me. If you do a Google for Jim Two Snakes, you're going to find me. I've got a Twitter. I've got the TikTok. I've got, uh, I've got uh, a Facebook page. I've got Instagram. I'm, I'm all over the darn place. Plus, JimTwoSnakes.net uh, will get you to my Patreon where you can participate in that as well. The other best place to find me is the Around Grandfather Fire podcast, which I am co-hosting along with Caitlin Stormbreaker and Sarah Odinson. And uh, we release episodes every couple weeks, and we have a huge and fantastic uh, Discord community there as well. Both are, are great places to find me, but I, I, I actually kind of shocked myself because I got curious one day, and I just Googled Jim Two Snakes, and I was like the first <laughs> three pages of results, which kind of was like three pages. I didn't think I'd done that much, but apparently I had. Right. So. Yep. Yep, I will say as preparing for this for our chat here that yep, you take up several of the first pages of Google. So no, congratulations kind of on that. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Yeah, and also Caitlin, um, I'm coming for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. She's so fantastic. was there anything else that you wanted to point direct people towards, um, as far as how to find you? No, I think that'll okay. do it. I Got mean, it? Great. I am. I am all about the simplicity. If you Google me, you'll find me. Right, right. Well, I want to thank you very much for being the first guest of the second season and being Glad in wider circles with me. And um, I hope that you'll come back. And Oh, um, definitely. This was a lot of fun. Great. I look forward to sharing space with you. It's been quite oh, I some it. time. I need to oh, find I know it. I yeah. can't wait. I'm hoping that we have uh, Pagan Fest again this summer so I can have another fire ceremony with everybody. Oh, yes, that will be a blessing. <laughs> Tremendous blessing. Well, thank you. And thank everybody for listening.
thank you so much for joining me on the premiere episode of season two of Wider Circles. Special thank yous going out to James Stovall and Melissa Welsh for sharing their time, energy, and talents with us. So you may have noticed that season one came to an abrupt stop, and that's because of personal things that came up in my life and um, journeys that led me away from the podcast. Uh, In fact, I've been affectionately saying that I have been vacationing in the underworld. Not just the underworld, but the basement, the the very lowest levels of the underworld. Um, And I'm finding my way back. Thank you, Spring. Um, So there's going to be changes in the podcast. You'll notice that there's going to be more creativity involved. Um, And because of my own personal journey, there's going to be more uh, talk of mental health and self-care and subjects that kind of revolve around that as well. Not saying that the entire podcast is going to change, but I feel that um, through my experience and through people talking to me, that this is something that people really would find of benefit. So, if you have any sort of um, any suggestions or any ideas, or if you want to be a part, again, I'm not just saying that. I really, in order for wider circles to be what I would like it to be, I need people of all on all different topics, gardening, magic, art, music. Um, I, there's just no end. Again, anything that intersects with the uh, pagan worldview. All of the music that you've heard in this episode was created exclusively for Wider Circles. Stay connected with us by liking and following the Wider Circles Facebook page at facebook.com slash wider circles podcast please if you've enjoyed what you've heard on this episode consider sharing with your own circle it would really help the podcast every bit helps wider circles is always on the hunt for guest contributors if you have topic suggestions segment ideas if you'd like to be on the podcast for a chat If you have questions, if you'd like to be a sponsor, uh, if you're a vendor, if you have an announcement that you would like to have added to the calendar, um, go ahead and send an email to widercirclespodcast at gmail.com. And you can also just drop a line to say hi. Again. Thank you for choosing to listen, and I hope that you will join me for the next episode. Until then, the circle is open but unbroken. As promised, here's Melissa Welsh with her inspiring original song called Elements. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, listeners. Earth.
Some earth and I planted a seed. 